Welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, February 25th, 2018. I'm your host, Maddie Love, and joining us via phone is Dave Silverman, president of American Atheists. This is an open conversation. We welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at Atheist Talk, or send us a message over at facebook.com slash atheisttalk. Dave, thank you so much for coming on the air with me this fine Sunday morning, because why should we let Christians be the only ones awake on a Sunday morning? <laughs> well, you know what, Matty? Sitting, sitting on the phone and talking with you about atheism is a hell of a lot easier and better and more fun to me than sitting in any church doing anything at all. So I think I've got a good bargain here. Yeah, you know, I, I, I sat in my fair number of churches when I was a fundy, and uh, this is much, much more fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember when I was younger, I used to have to go to um, Hebrew school on Sunday morning, and it was, uh, I always felt so ripped off that I had to go to, to Hebrew school on Sunday morning, because I was always an atheist, and now that I'm free of that, I guess I kind of relish Sundays being free more, because I went through that as a, as a kid. I think I like Sundays, I, I kind of, you know, sitting in my pajamas on at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning talking on the phone is, is kind of, um, I don't know. There's an, there's an, uh, there's a satisfaction to it. There's a happiness to it that, uh, is a holdover from the, the days when I was, uh, forced to get up early and put on clothes and go to Hebrew school on Sunday morning. Well, I have the best of both worlds because I'm actually sitting in scrubs right now, which are kind of like pajamas because I just got off work. So, but oh, well, so this is my first tangent, I guess. Is I am confused. I thought, and I thought Hebrew school would have been on Saturday. No, no, Hebrew school would have been on Sunday because um, Saturday is, of course, the the Sabbath. Friday night to Saturday night is the Sabbath. I'm not supposed to work Friday night to Saturday night. So uh, even though I was a Reformed Jew, and we didn't do that, um, uh, we didn't do the, the the not traveling on Sabbath thing. Hebrew school was on Sunday because at least it wasn't on the Sabbath. Yeah, I'm so glad I don't have to pay attention to stupid religious rules. <laughs> All right, so you're the president of American Atheists, and I realize this may sound like a really silly question to much of our audience, but who or what is American Atheists? So American Atheists is America's oldest nonprofit organization by and for atheists. We were uh, founded in 1963 by Madeline Murray O'Hare, and we are the basically the... Uh, the movement's leader as far as firebrand atheism. We are the edge of the sword. We're the Marines of the free thought movement. Uh, we're the ones who say the things that need to be said and do the things that need to be done, even if they're politically incorrect, uh, to get the message across and to help the country realize that there is no God and that following religious leaders is a fallacy and, uh, and a foolish, uh, a foolhardy endeavor. Um, we are not afraid to be to make people angry. We know that indoctrination makes people angry uh, when you when they hear things that they don't want to hear that goes against that indoctrination. It's natural. It's normal. And it's going to happen anyways. But what a lot of people don't understand is that, yes, American atheists is the firebrand atheists. We are the ones, we are the hardliners, and we are, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the stereotypical bad guy atheists. But we're good folks. And the reason that we do it, and what most people don't understand, 
is that the heart of firebrand atheism, the underlying cause of firebrand atheism, is love and compassion for our fellow person. Religion is a con and a scam and a lie, just like tarot cards, just like homeopathy, just like uh, psychics. And if you've got somebody who is convinced that any of those things are real, uh, it's a good thing to help them free of it. And if they say, no, 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 I've been believing in psychics my whole life. My mother believed in psychics. My grandmother <laughs> believed in psychics. And I believe in psychics. It's still a good thing to tell that person that psychics aren't real. It's a, they might hate you for saying it, but it's still something that they need to hear. It's still something that they need to hear as far as tarot cards and astrology. It's still something that they should hear and that it's a respectful thing to tell them. And religion is exactly the same thing. The only reason that anybody puts religion in a separate category from all those other things is because of the religious indoctrination that we've been uh, subjected to as children. And what a lot of people don't realize, a lot of atheists don't realize, is that giving up on the dogma that there's a God is not the end of your journey away from indoctrination. The rest of your indoctrination includes other lies, such as religion is good, religion deserves protection, religion deserves respect, religion has value. All of those things are also lies. They are also indoctrination. And they are still in a lot of atheists. Um, and that's why we need to put things in perspective. We need to show people that religion and homeopathy and all of the other scams are exactly equal. And the only reason that we protect religion is because religion told us to protect religion, and we're still doing that. So when we at American Atheists go out and we put up billboards and we file lawsuits to take away religious privilege in this country, yes, sometimes we use language that religion would rather us not use. We still use it because we're not pushed by religion. We're not bound by religion. And by the way, religion doesn't want us to use those words because those words are right and because those words are important and because those words um, have an impact. When you call religion a lie and a con and a scam, which it is, you help people, even if they hate hearing it. Yeah, you know, that took me a long time to learn. But, you know, all I got from pastors and, and other church members was just basically disinformation at the time about what atheists even were and just like what even atheists believed. You know, for the longest time, I thought, oh, atheists are just angry at God. I was like, it wasn't until coming out, I was like, that is such a tired old trope. Atheists don't even believe in God. Why would they be mad at God? Well, and why would we, it's, it's, a, it's exactly the same as saying atheists are mad at Zeus. <laughs> atheists are mad at Thor. Uh, and so when, when you hear things like that, atheists are mad at God, the first thing that you should do is, is, is take yourself out. That is a part of the indoctrination. Take yourself out of the Boolean expression. It's not one God. Okay? There's thousands of gods out there. So it's, it's not atheists don't believe in God. Atheists don't believe in any gods. And that changes the subject. That changes the topic. It changes the entire sentence. And it also changes your mindset. Because, no, we don't believe in any gods. But if we're talking about, oh, I don't believe in God, I'm actually talking about one specific god named God, with a really stupid name, by the way, a god named God. <laughs> but, it's, I mean, it's like calling your kid, kid, or your dog, dog, right? It's, but... But there's lots of gods out there. It just so happens that we all, by reflex, talk about the god that our parents believed in, which is indoctrination. That is indoctrination. The fact that we are talking about God as there's only one choice, 
um, is a product of the indoctrination that we've all received. And if we're still thinking like that, then we're still a, t- a subject of that indoctrination. And it's really important that, in my opinion, it's really important that atheists realize that they were indoctrinated into a lot of wrong ideas by their church. One of those wrong ideas was there is a God. Other ideas are that this God is the only God worth talking about, and that there are no other gods, and that, um, um, you know, the religion is relevant, and religion deserves protection. And, oh, your, your mother would just die if you talked to her about <laughs> atheism. Guess what? Your mother will be just fine. Grandma, if you tell Grandma the truth, I'll tell you what's not going to happen. Fred Sanford is not going to happen. She's not going to touch the chest, <laughs> reach up to the sky and say, oh my goodness, I'm coming, I'm coming, and drop dead. This is actually not going to happen. You'll be surprised. You know what, Maddie, I'm 51 years old right now, and in my brain, I'm still 30, maybe 25. <laughs> and in my past 25 years, I've realized that old people, and I'm not old, but I'm older, right? I'm middle-aged, but I'm I'm certainly not old in my head, but I can tell you right now, as a middle-aged person, I can tell you that old people um, are the same as young people, and they'll be fine, and they have brains, and they're intelligent, and they're not going to fall over and keel over. Your religion has told you that they will. Oh, totally. Your religion has told you that it's important for you to maintain a facade. Your religion has told you that it's disrespectful to tell the truth but it's not. It's respectful to tell the truth. It's disrespectful to assume they can't handle it. Yeah, I was really surprised. I'm, I'm a trans person, and you know, when I first came out, I thought older people were going to have the people I was going to have an issue with. No. I, I have no problems with older people because most of them either mm. don't care, or they're, as you're saying, that they, they care about what the truth is. Like, Which is weird, but it's also weird to think about like the older people are just younger people with more wrinkles. Like, you know, that's exactly it. It really is true. Older people are just younger people with more wrinkles. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think old people that go through some sort of weird metamorphosis where they can't handle change, or they can't handle the truth. And, um, you know, I'm not there yet. Um, (laughs) I would not, I would never want, I mean, I have a, um, a 21 year old trans child as well, and I would never want them to come to me or to rather not come to me because they think I couldn't handle the truth. I mean, how disrespectful of me would that uh, would that be? How bad would that how angry would I be? What in the world could they tell me? Okay, they're converting to to become a Catholic nun. They're joining a cult. They're um they're doing something I I don't know, they're becoming a homeopathic practitioner. <laughs> I don't know what they could say, right? None of that stuff would make me as angry as them not telling me because they didn't think I could handle it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I would feel, I've, I've got a lot of kids, I would feel like I failed as a parent. I, in fact, I remember when my son came out as Christian, he's trans as well, we sat down and I said, you know, Drake, um, you know, you came out to me once, it's okay, I, I'll love you even if you love Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alright, so we yeah. need to go to... We need to go into a break. Uh, We will catch you in just a few minutes. Uh, When we return, I want to take a few minutes. I want to discuss the upcoming American Atheist Convention and why Dave should give me free passes. Please stay with us and we'll return (laughs) with our guest, Dave Silverman, president of American Atheists. You're listening to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
Welcome back to AM950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned into Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Maddie Love, talking to the president of American Atheists, Dave Silverman. Before we get back to the show, I want to remind everyone listening live that immediately following Atheist Talk, you can listen to American Atheist Viewpoint, an official production from American Atheists. This week, Nick Fish, National Program Director for American Atheists, discusses how the Florida State Legislature, with Parkland High students in attendance, decided the most important item on their agenda was to make sure In God We Trust was on every school. If you miss an episode live, you can always catch American Atheist Viewpoint by subscribing to the podcast version in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. If you're interested in getting involved with the conversation we're having today, the phone number is 952-946-6205. Email us at radio at mnatheist.org. Tweet us at Atheist Talk or leave us a message on the Facebook post for this episode over at facebook.com slash Atheist Talk. All right, Dave, I thought with this segment of the show, we should talk a bit about the upcoming national convention, where the convention is, and is it too late to get tickets? It is not too late to get tickets, Maddie, and I am really excited about this convention. Uh, it's in Oklahoma City on Easter weekend this, uh, this coming March, the end of March. It's March 29th to April 1st. And uh, i got to tell you, Maddie, it's, um, it's pretty exciting because this, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people get on, they say, wow, this is going to be our best convention ever. <laughs> um, but this actually might be our best convention ever. And I'm actually speaking quite literally now. American Atheist has been putting on uh, conventions for a couple of decades now, uh, maybe three, four decades now, actually. Um, and we have uh, put on some really fantastic ones. And over the past seven years when I've been president, um, I've, put, I've been pretty proud of the conventions that we put up. We put up the largest atheist conventions, the most fun atheist conventions in the country. Um, but this year is turning out to be something a little on the lines of spectacular. And it's not an anniversary convention, and it's not a special year, and we're not celebrating anything uh, particularly important. But goddamn, our, well, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> but damn, uh, darn, um, our... Um, our lineup is looking really spectacular. And, uh, you know, we'll just start off with the headliner. Uh, the headliner of our convention this year is Hugh Laurie uh, from House and one of the most famous actors in the world. And we have been really thrilled uh, that Mr. Laurie has come to us and is donating his time and is uh, supporting us uh, because he wants to. He's, um, I had breakfast with him earlier this week. I had breakfast with you, Lori, earlier this week. I am so jealous. And I know, right? <laughs> and um, uh, I got to tell you, he is uh, intelligent and eloquent and funny and charming, and um, he's real and he's genuine and he's uh, uh, he's liberal, progressive, feminist, strong atheist. He's a good. He's, he's really fantastic to be on our stage. And he's very, very loving and caring, too. He's got a very soft heart. And, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do with this particular convention is bring out the love, bring out the community, bring out the, the compassion um, that is the basis, again, of firebrand atheism. And uh, he is going to fit right into that. So we are, we're, doing, we're doing three important things for this convention. Um, the first thing is our lineup is spectacular. Just, not just Hugh Laurie. We also got Barry Lynn from Americans United from the Separation of Church and State. We got Inna Shevchenko, the president of Femen from Europe, who is the, the uh, leader of the topless jihadis. Um, we've got uh, Anthony Magnabosco. We've got Yvette 
Dr. Ma, we've got a very broad range of speakers, very broad range of ideas, uh, and a lot of our speakers are new and outside the norm. We've got uh, Mohammed Al-Qadr, who is the former president of the Jordanian Atheists that we are going to raise money for and help him to uh, move to America because his life is in danger. Uh, we're going to be packing food for 25,000 families uh, because the previous record in the area is 20,000 families from the local church. So we're going to up that, and we're going to create, we're going to um, add some um, food into the, we're going to feed the hungry with this convention. And we're going to have parties, we're going to have comedy, we're going to have dancing, we're going to have a DJ, we're going to have an after party for everybody who goes to the charity event. Uh, it's going to be a fun, happy, welcoming, all-inclusive um, enveloping time, and you know, a lot of people, Maddie, they go to a lot of people. A lot of a lot of your listeners have never been to an atheist convention, and a lot of your listeners have been to atheist conventions with maybe a hundred people or a hundred and fifty people. You've never been to an atheist convention if you haven't walked into a room between five with five hundred, seven hundred, a thousand atheists. You've never had that experience. The sense of community is enveloping. It's enriching. It is amazing to, to feel, to walk into a room, not with a couple hundred, not with a hundred or two hundred, but with several hundred or a thousand atheists. Yeah, and just that feeling of community. The, this is the, it, it may be the best convention ever. Oh, and one more thing. So I've got the, this fantastic lineup. We've got this overriding theme of being welcoming and not being a butthead, and being a nice person. You know, uh, hearts plus brains minus buttheads is, is what we're trying to do here. We're trying to create a nice, really welcoming atmosphere. So that's two things. But the third thing is the pricing. And the pricing for the American Atheist National Convention is deliberately um, good, deliberately low this year. Uh, and we, we are keeping uh, full price admission is, is the same price as it was last year. But if you can't afford our full price, just take the um, take a lower price on your on your on your word of honor, just honor system. If you can't afford it, if you honestly can't afford to come at the full price, pay a lower price and come. If you're if you're a student or if you're an Oklahoma resident, the price for the whole weekend is $50. Yeah, I saw that. That's amazing. Yeah. And so we're trying to fill the seats. We're trying to have a great big convention. So we're, we're doing this because we want to sell out. We're doing this because we want to create a, 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 an atmosphere where we're bringing in the best of speakers, the best of attitudes, and we're trying to eliminate price as an issue. And so come. And, and that's, going, that's going to yield a full convention. That's going to yield a, um, a, a very busy convention. It's going to, be a lot of, going to be a lot of energy. We've got fantastic comedy coming from Leanne Lord and Andy Wood uh, from Portlandia. Uh, we've got a lot. We've got a DJ who's going to be um, doing some dancing. There is a rumor of free alcohol. There's just a rumor of free alcohol. Okay. Everybody in the studio just smiled. <laughs> <laughs> you lifted I, their spirits. Yes, yeah, that's that, that kind of spirit. Um, those are the kind of spirits I can get into, right? Exactly. Uh, because, you know, when I first came to the atheist movement back in 1996, I came for the issues. 
but I stayed for the people. The people in the atheist movement are awesome. Yes, of course, there are exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, atheists are awesome people. And when they come to these conventions, uh, oh, we have wonderful times. And we have, you know, you, you leave with your face sore from smiling too much. And did I mention Hugh Laurie is going to be live on stage? <laughs> he'll be in the house. And it's, we, yeah, he'll be in the house. Exactly. We actually have and, to go to yeah. an, we actually unfortunately yeah, have to so, go to another break. Um, so we return oh. to our discussion with Dave Silverman, president of American Atheist, right after this brief commercial break. We will actually take a call when we get back from break too. This is Maddie Love, and you are listening to Atheist Talk on AM nine fifty KTNF, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm Maddie Love, and I'm on the phone with David Silverman, who is the president of American Atheists. Before we continue this conversation, which will be our final segment of the week, I wanted to thank our sponsors. All of us at Atheist Talk are asking for your help in keeping secular voices on the public airwaves and in podcast form. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise in this program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheists.org. This radio program is put together by dedicated volunteers and gen- the generous donations of people like you. It's because of listeners like you that we're able to keep Atheist Talk on the radio and in podcast form. This week, we'd like to thank our newest patrons, Jeannie and Jackie. Thank you both for helping us make this radio show possible. If you're able to help with the donation, please consider doing so at our radio fund page, or for as little as $1 an episode, consider becoming a patron of the show by heading over to patreon.com slash atheistalk. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. When we say we couldn't do the show without you, we really do mean it, and we really truly are grateful for all of your contributions. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael David. As always, check out the Minnesota Atheist website at mnatheist.org, where you can browse articles, book reviews, and the calendar of upcoming events. With that mischief managed, we can get back to the conversation with Dave Silverman, president of American Atheists. Thank you for sticking through all that, Dave. (laughs) My pleasure, my pleasure. I I did want to get, you know, I I started rambling about the convention, but I actually never got the... uh, the website out. <laughs> so uh, if you don't mind, I would like to tell people that you can buy tickets. You still can buy tickets at the American Atheist National Convention at atheists.org uh, slash convention 2018. Uh, atheists.org is where you can join American Atheists, and I hope you all do, because we need your support. And we don't have enough time, uh, Maddie and I, to talk about all the things that we're doing. Um, but please check out American Atheists at atheists.org and come to the convention and buy your cheap tickets and come to see Hugh Laurie live on stage at atheists.org slash convention 2018. Yeah, and we'll put a link Thanks, to that buddy. in our we'll put a link to that in our show notes as well, and then also on our Facebook and Twitter feeds. Um, okay, great. And I feel like you know we could probably talk every Sunday for a month and still not cover everything that American Atheists does. So. I know, right? We haven't even talked about my book yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we can so. get. To, I, I will. I will ask you about your book. Can I take a call from Dan from Hopkins? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Dan. Oh, hey. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I listen, I'm a devout Christian, but I do listen to your show uh, every so often on Sunday morning, and, um, and it's great to hear, it is, it's good to hear um, your perspectives. I guess the, what I find is that I think atheists um, are really missed by religion, but 
it still does not explain away the the infinite complexity of Earth and all of its infinite aspects. And it's I guess what I'm saying is I think that that's where the um, I think that's where I don't know what the word to use. That's where the the problem is. I find atheism denies the obvious that there had to be a creator to create this infinite complexity, and religions are different ways to explain it. You may disagree with them, yeah, can and we, that's fine. Can we you answer? You cannot deny the infinite complexity of the earth, and that only a creator could not. Hey, Dan, we are going to uh, go ahead and answer your question uh, with you offline if you want to listen on air. Sure. Cool. Okay, so, so there's, there's two problems with, with what I said. And thank you, caller, for, for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, there's two problems with that. The first is you heard the God of the Gaps theory. When the Neanderthals looked at the sky and they said, look, the sky is raining. We don't know how the rain comes. It must be a God. That is the God of the Gaps. And what the what we have today is, as we learn where the clouds come from, as we learn where the rain comes from, we learn, oh, no, it wasn't a god, it was physics. And we have learned that 100% of the time when we learn something, and as a result, God has gotten smaller and smaller. God lives in the gaps of our knowledge. And now God is in the place where, oh, well, where did the universe come from? Where, what, what is the, how does this strong force work? There's a bunch of stuff in the universe that we still don't know. That is no more proof of a god than the rain coming down. The fact that we don't know something, the fact that we don't stand, um, uh, understand something, is not evidence for a supernatural entity. Okay, so any more than so the the the, the teleological argument, the cosmological argument, the argument for morality, the argument from design, all of that stuff—it's all I don't know. Therefore, God did it. That's one thing. The other part that he said, and you can hear the indoctrination here, you could hear that he said, okay, there was, there, there's all this complexity, I don't know, but he didn't say, therefore, a God did it. He went all the way to say, therefore, my God did it, and it must have been my God. He didn't even question whether or not it could be Krishna or Zeus or Quetzalcoatl or Thor that did it. It's, of course, it's his mother and father's religion, his parents' religion, and that's indoctrination. So when we're talking about taking, um, you know, when we're talking about why atheism, we have to take a step back. We have to not let people say, well, um, it must be a prime mover, therefore my God, and, and not let them take that step. We must make sure that we understand that the amount of evidence actually supporting the existence of a supernatural entity in the world is zero. And if anyone can prove me wrong once on this, I will quit my job. Any ghost, <laughs> any psychic, any miracle, anywhere, ever, only once. Let me test it. Let me see it. And I will quit my job. And I put that in writing in my book. And, and, and I mean it. And I'm not afraid at all because there is zero scientifically valid evidence for anything supernatural ever. Yes, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we don't know. And I certainly, I mean, I don't even know how the rain is actually made in the clouds. I don't know that science. I just know it's happening. <laughs> I know scientists do it, and I know that people know it, and I know that we as a society understand how it's made. And I know that we as a society don't understand how um, the universe came to be. That, none of it is evidence for a supernatural living entity. It's just evidence for the fact that we simply don't know. If you want to get something that proves 
signs, you know, you know, if you want to, if you want to walk on water or split an ocean or throw a stick down and turn it into a, a snake or heal the sick, or raise from the dead or elevate, escal- uh, I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, ascend into heaven or fly around with a flying horse. You know, there's a whole bunch of miracles. Hey, show me a ghost. Show me a psychic. Let me do anything, anything, anywhere, ever that shows me anything supernatural. I will quit my job. Until then, all of the arguments for God, all of the arguments for any God, fall moot because they are all like the gentleman caller said. I don't know, therefore it must be a God. That's the exact same argument that the Neanderthals used when they didn't know where the rain came from, why the sun moved across the sky. And in the history of the world, the number of times when God did it has been proven right, where a God did it has been proven right, is zero. And if anyone anywhere can prove me wrong once, I will quit, because I'd be wrong, and I don't want to be wrong. The thing is, I'm right, and the caller was wrong. <laughs> I, I could not. I, I can't disagree with anything you just said. I did want to mention, your, your, so your book, is that, are you referring to as Fighting God, correct? Yes, yes, Fighting God. I just got off of a uh, five-country, con- uh, five three-continent book tour, and we just came out in paperback. Uh, it's called Fighting God, an Atheist Manifesto for a Religious World. I've gotten good reviews for it, but the best review is um, is not in the book. Uh, the best review I've gotten for Fighting God is that reading Fighting God is like getting stuck in an elevator with David Silverman for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like a pleasant, like the, the best type, you know, except for having to like go to the bathroom and getting something to eat. That seems like a really well, yeah, fun but time. I mean, <laughs> it, it is, it, it is, um, it is all me and it is, uh, you know, the, 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 the stuff that I've been talking about on this show it, uh, that's what fighting God is. And by the way, fighting God is also numbers because I like facts and data. And I know how to use facts and data. I uh, have a master's degree. I have an MBA. I know how to work numbers and uh, to show how uh, and to use quantitative data from multiple independent sources. And um, I use data to show that American atheists uh, is single-handedly affecting the zeitgeist of this country. Uh, American Atheist is doing it. The Firebrand Atheist movement is changing this country, and I can show it, and I can prove it, or at least I can support it very strongly with independent quantitative data. Um, so please check out Fighting God. It's on sale now. It's on paperback. It's on ebook. It's on audiobook, uh, and it's on, still in hardcover if you can find it. Uh, you can buy signed copies at atheists.org. Well, and you talk about, you know, how American Atheist is doing so much, how you're the firebrand firebrand of atheism. And I'm actually, it makes me think of like in my day-to-day life and my interactions, I've come across so many atheists lately who are starting to, to be wary of using the label atheist because of so many negative voices in the atheist community, not the firebrands, but like bigots that are starting to percolate up uh, on like YouTube atheism and things like that. And that's what I love about like listening to you speak is, you know, you're that anti-theist, firebrand atheist, you know, no holds barred, just telling the truth. And yet you guys still have this big diverse tent where you welcome anybody and everybody. And Uh, anybody and everybody except the bigots themselves. Right. Uh, We're we're, we're trying not to put, we're we're trying not to attract the bigots. Yes. You know, when you raise the awareness of an entire movement, I mean, we're 27% of the population. Um, And yes, there are going to be some people in that population that are, are, are bigots. And, you know, I would love to say, oh, atheists aren't bigots, but you can be an atheist and a bigot. You can be an atheist and a terrible person. Uh, for the most part, we're not. For the most part, we're uh, wonderful people, and those are the people that I love. 
Um, however, as you raise the tide, uh, all ships raise, and that includes the people that are um, that are less than friendly and uh, less than effective and less than welcoming. And that's why the American Atheist Convention is taking um, a, a deliberate um, path away from that mentality. We're not going to put anybody up there who cheers for somebody being harassed. We're not going to put up anybody up there who who um, is, you know, homophobic or anti-feminist or, or, um, or you know, bigoted. We're not going to do that. Uh, we will have a diverse group of people. And, you know, that, that's a, when I say, when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about a very small group of people that I, I'm just not inviting. I'm just not asking to come. And we're specifically saying we're not that. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to have a diverse group of people. And it certainly doesn't mean that people who um, have expressed uh, views that I really don't like in the past are unwelcome forever. Uh, redemption is a thing. Uh, coming back and, and realizing that you were wrong is a thing. And saying the wrong thing and regretting it is a thing. Uh, even voting for Trump and regretting it is a thing. Um, <laughs> if, if there's regret, right? I mean, we, we have to allow redemption. We have to allow repentance. Otherwise, we'll just splinter on off uh, infinitely. Um, and we can't do that. But we do need to create an environment where everybody is accepted, uh, where everybody is welcomed, um, uh, where, you know, people of all shapes, sizes, and persuasions feel included. And you know, that's what I'm trying to do, and that's what we're trying to uh, create the American Atheist National Convention, a positive, welcoming atmosphere for everybody, uh, except the people who don't want to be positive and welcoming. That's awesome. And with that, I am actually going to have to start letting you go. We've only got about 30 seconds left in this show. We will put links to all of the convention in the show notes and our Facebook page, as well as links to your book uh, and AmericanAtheist.org itself. Um, so thank you, Dave. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. Thank you very much, Thank you. I'm proud to be on the air with Minnesota Atheists and hope you've enjoyed the show. This show just depends on generous support of our members, sponsors, and donors. Um, the, all opinions <laughs> all opinions of this, today's show are of the guests and the host and do not necessarily represent those of Minnesota Atheists. This has been Atheist Talk on AM 950, KTNF, the progressive voice in Minnesota.